This is the Great I.O. Get-Together, originally recorded on YouTube Live. Although you can listen to the show as a podcast, you only get the full experience by visiting thegig.online slash YouTube. Welcome to the Great I.O. Get-Together. On tonight's show, quips and queries about the world of work as I.O. psychology comes alive. Please welcome our hosts, Richard and Terry. Thank you so much, Terry. And welcome everyone to Great IO Get Together at number 21. IO Can Has Cheeseburger with Lisa Kath. This is my co-host, Tara. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, remember to subscribe, turn on notifications, join Discord, join our email list if you haven't already. Uh, details about all of that are available on our website, thegig.online. So all of our regular shows, and this one is no exception, have two halves. In the first half, we have a little fun. In the second half, we get a little more serious, all with our guest of the day. So today on the show, we have Dr. Lisa Kath, Associate Professor of Psychology at San Diego State University, past president of the Society for Occupational Health Psychology, and creator and star of the IO famous social media account, IO Psych Memes. Welcome to the show, Lisa. Thanks so much. Great to be here. So today's game is Let's Make a Meme. Uh, I think this is the first gig game where I've had homework, uh, so at least as a player. Um, and uh, opening with that complaint, I will now hand it over to Tara to take us away. Amazing. All right. Well, I'm very excited because it's been a while since I got to make a guest play a tortures game. So uh, we're in for some fun. So this game, um, as you know, it's called Let's Make a Meme. And before the show, I asked both of you to label some meme captions that I selected. Uh, and we're going to now use those for a game. I'm going to show you each of your memes and a few extra ones that I've created. And I want you to pick a favorite for each round. If someone picks yours, you win a point. Now, you might ask yourself, can I pick my own? And the answer would be you could, but we will definitely know that and we'll make fun of you. <laughs> so, you know, choose carefully. Um, and, and we'll do three of these and then declare a winner. Sound good? Sounds great. All right, let's make a meme then. So our first meme image is from one of my favorite TV shows of all time, Futurama. We've got a Zoidberg here. Hooray, I'm useful. This is a classic meme image. A uh, touch of sarcasm. So let's see how each of you captured this meme. Number one, hooray, another CEO who thinks they know more about IO psychology than I do. Pretty good. Number two, hooray, another error message in R. Hmm. Number three, hooray, reviewer two only wants one kidney this time. That's very dark. And number four, hooray, another email from the boss at 11 p.m. on a Saturday. So we've got one, two, three, four Zoidbergs. And now I'm going to ask each of you to choose your favorite and tell me why, too. So Lisa, as the guest, you get first choice. What's your favorite? Okay. These are pretty good. Um, I'm going to go with another CEO who thinks they know more about IO psychology than I do. Oh, okay. Um, and Richard? Uh, that was act that's my vote also, actually. 
<laughs> well, I'm sorry to tell you that that one was written by ChatGPT. Mm. So <laughs> you, <laughs> you have been bested by a computer. I'm sorry. No, that what is was... not the first time I've been bested by a computer, to be fair. <laughs> and it you. won't be the last. So it's fine. Hear you. What was your favorite uh, aspect of that? Like, why did you think it was an effective meme? Um, for me, I think it just taps into an emotional response that you get when it doesn't even have to be a CEO. It's anybody is trying to explain the field to you um, and things that you know better than they do. It's just a really common experience um, and that it can apply to all different kinds of things, not only just our content knowledge, but like how to build a survey, for example. So I think it just taps into some really good common experiences we've all had. Sure. On that note, the next meme theme is quite related. So we've got this um, sketch from a comedian that says, you just insulted my entire profession, but yes. Let's see how you captioned it. Number one, all you care about are constructs and constructs don't even exist. Number two, I guess the real secret to a happy and productive workplace is just lots and lots of pizza. Number three, when someone says, oh, you're just like nerdy HR. <laughs> and number four, when someone says, I psychology is just common sense. Oh. All right, wow. so Lisa, you picked first last time. So Richard, first choice goes to you this time. Mm. I, the one I like the most is nerdy HR. But it's not the one you're choosing? I don't understand. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'll choose it. <laughs> okay, nerdy HR. <laughs> Was, You're not overcomplicating this game, are you? I mean, it's a. There was a lot going on in that in that choice. Like, can't wait to hear more. We, we, we won't get into all that. That's fine. Um, I'm gonna go for the common sense one. Common sense, huh? Well, I think that one's ChatGPT, but now I can't remember actually. But I will tell you for sure that the pizza <laughs> one is absolutely ChatGPT, and yeah, I think common sense is the other. ChatGPT one. So uh, all you care about is our constructs was Richard's. Yep. And oh, you're like nerdy HR was Lisa's. Uh, so that's one point for Lisa. Ooh, let's go. All also, right, I'm starting to think that maybe ChatGPT could help me in making <laughs> memes. Like they're not bad. So this has been super instructive already. Yeah, it was definitely, none of these were one shot, to be clear, meaning I had to <laughs> give it a little more help, but it was surprisingly good at this, I will say that. It's pretty funny. All right, last meme image. This is not a classic meme, this is um, a new classic, if you will. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> some happy smiling faces. Uh, so first of all, who are these people, Lisa? So these are students in my lab from probably a couple years ago. And so I'm looking at these faces and I'm like, oh, I miss these guys because none of them are in my lab anymore. They've all graduated. Mm. Well, they're uh, living on in memes. So uh, let's see how you each caption these. Number one, hi there, want to take a survey? Number two, meme powers activate. Number three, when you and your IO psychology colleagues are all in sync, squad goals. And number four, I psychology nerds unite. <laughs> so, Lisa, back to you. Which one is your favorite? Man. Okay, can I start with a confession? Yes. I don't remember which one is mine. That's really <laughs> bad, but also really on brand for me. I have the memory of a goldfish, I swear. 
Um, I mean, the one that I think is the funniest is the first one, but I'm afraid that that one might be mine, and then that's cheating. It's not cheating. It's just a cause for mockery. So, you know, if that's okay. If that's I can handle it. I mean, we've already learned that ChatGPT can do my meme job as well as I can. So, um, <laughs> so I'm open to more ridicule. It's fine. Fair enough, Richard. So this is this is what happened last time too. Is I'm it's between like which one do I like the most and which one would be good on like social media to a general audience. <laughs> that's that's the split that I keep hitting. So the one I like the most is actually Nerds Unite. I enjoy that one the most. So I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> that one is chat GPT. Sorry. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so Lisa, yours was how I want to take a survey. Although in your defense, you gave me several options for this one. And this is the one that I chose. So <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> It was very strange for me to make a meme using an image of people that I know so well. Like it just, I don't know. There was, I'm looking at it, It's like, well, I don't, I, I, I could, it was struggle. It was a struggle, but okay. And yet you succeeded. Um, I think you get half a point for that one. Okay, I think that's fair. Didn't know you were choosing your own. So that makes the final score one and a half for Lisa and zero for Richard. Infinitely better. Yes. Ouch. (laughs) (laughs) Richard, I'm curious about your comment that you were trying to choose the one that you like the most compared to Mm -hmm. the one that would do best on social media. What does that mean? So, well... (laughs) Because you know you want to you want a general audience, right? So uh, you know, like so you my, think you're better than everyone else. It's more more <laughs> like niche, I think, is the issue. So like the constructs <laughs> one that it's like to a measurement person, which is why I wrote it. I thought it's hilarious, but I'm like, oh wait, not everybody's like a measurement person, so that's not as it's not as generally funny. So it so it's not as good in like among that set. And uh, yeah, so that's I don't know. I feel like nerd nerd criticisms of IO is pretty universal. So that's what really gets me there. Yeah, and you know, ChatGPT is going to pick up on the most universal common themes, and so you clearly see yeah. like our identity crisis being front <laughs> and center of the things that people talk about on IO Psychology fora worldwide, apparently. But all right, well, Lisa, congratulations on winning this game. This Thank was you. a very difficult game, and you both did very, very well. Um, so let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll do an interview to talk more about the creation of memes and and how you approach that. Perfect. Yeah, see you in five. And we're back. Thanks for uh, coming back to our discussion and now interview uh, with Lisa Kapp. So Tara, take us us away. (laughs) Thanks, Richard. All right, Lisa, you ready to get started? I'm ready. Let's go. (laughs) So first of all, since we started with memes, let's start talking about memes first. So you are well known as the creator of IO psych memes. So what is that? And why did you do it? Um, so it's a, an account that has, um, well, I have accounts on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's also a Flickr repository as well, if you want to download images. Um, and I post approximately one meme a day related to IO psychology in some way. Sometimes it's broad, you know, psychometrics or just experiences with survey research. And sometimes it's quite specifically to topics in IO psychology. The way that it started is my oldest kid, who was 17 at the time, created a social media account with making memes about being in tech theater at high school. And I thought the memes were funny and creative and cute. And they asked if I wanted to learn how to make memes. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. So I learned how. And I was like, oh, you know, I could make memes about IO psychology. 
And I got a little bit of an eye roll in response to that. But then also, yes, mom, you could. And then I did. And I showed them to my grad students. My grad students thought they were hilarious or they were humoring me. And so they were like, yeah, you should start an account. It'd be fun. And so I started an Instagram and Twitter account. I think those were the two that I started first. And um, not, I think, very long, maybe in week one or two, it got reposted by one of the bigger Instagram accounts that was out there, at OrgPsych. Mm. And I went from 20 followers to 200 followers in like a day or two. I had turn off notifications, like it was crazy. Um, and I've just kept doing it ever since for reasons we could discuss, but I'm not sure we'll fully understand. What are, what are you hoping people take away from them? Are they supposed to be educational, stress relief? So I've actually asked this question because the response continues to surprise me. Um, I mean, it's, these accounts have thousands of followers and they're from all over the world. They get retweeted in different languages. Like it's wild. So I was trying to figure out what, why people like them. And the number one response that I get, this is not scientific fully, you know, but, um, but the number one response that I get is that it provides a sense of community. And if you think about it, a lot of IO psychologists may be the only IO psychologist in their whole company. And mm. the conference happens once a year. So if they go to the SIAP conference, they may have some an opportunity to to coordinate and um, enjoy the company of other IO psychologists. And other than that, they're by themselves. So this is a way that they can have some sense of like, oh, we're, there's this common experience, the shared experience. So I think it kind of creates a sense of community for people. And then some people jump in on the comments and they have things that they say. And so you can see a little bit of community building there. I also know that sometimes they are educational. So a pediatrician that I collaborate with was one of my first followers on Twitter. And I had a, uh, a meme that talked about how when you're talking about diversity in the workplace, you don't want to just talk about recruitment. You also want to talk about retention. And it was just a, you know, I mean, it's just a little square image. She said they were talking about diversity and hiring at their hospital. The meme popped into her head and she said, hey, it's great that we're trying to recruit more diverse people into our organization, but what are we doing to retain that talent? So, I mean, the, that's got to have more impact than any publication I've ever had, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, well, I, you're, you're making a great point that these are um, perhaps a really unique and powerful education tool um, because they're short and memorable. So do you use them in your work as a professor? You know, you would think that I would put a lot of them in my slides, and I don't. I have before, but I, I don't know. I, I know other people put them in their slides, and I think it works great for them. I haven't figured out how to put them in and not be weird about it. Um, hmm. Like, I'll be like, oh, okay, and so here's this meme that you can read. Like, you get it. It's funny, right? And it's my, I don't know. There's something about it that always feels a little bit off to me. Um, so I don't use them a lot. I do use them every once in a while, um, but I use them on Canvas. So Canvas is our learning management system. And so sometimes to introduce a section or to say, you know, kind of one of the main takeaway points, I'll put a meme in there um, to help people get it. The other thing that I've done is with some friends of mine, I have published an article in Teaching of Psychology about using memes 
either explaining memes or creating memes as a way to sort of deepen learning in the classroom. That's great. I mean, I think the way you're thinking about teaching is really um, non-traditional, right? And and you're bringing in these novel tools. I'm curious how you, I mean, how did you get to this point? Did you have mentors who were non-traditional teachers also? Is this something that you kind of developed yourself? Hmm. That's an interesting question. I know that I, so my undergraduate degree is in organic chemistry, which is like a whole other thing. But my very first chemistry teacher at UC Berkeley, Dr. Pines, thank you, he was amazing. I mean, he's teaching to this massive classroom of 350, probably like, you know, 17, 18, 19-year-olds, teaching us about the periodic table. And he explained electron configuration. And he stopped and he turned and he looked at all of us out there in the audience. And he says, isn't that beautiful? And I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's beautiful. I was struck by the beauty of the periodic table, which I know is far nerdier than this, um, <laughs> this show is intended to be. But, um, but I promise I'll connect it. So to me, teaching has always involved invoking that sense of wonder and delight. I am impressed that he was able to stay in touch with his delight about the periodic table, which he'd been looking at and working with for decades. And when I teach, I think I try to do the same thing. Maybe not in the same ways, because memes are maybe a little different, but I try to invoke that sense of wonder and delight. And memes are just a really fun way for me to do that. Yeah, I think uh, that's that's something that I that, that means a lot to me too, is making sure that our work is fun in addition to being important, right? That we yeah. can that we can um, enjoy what we're doing and we can smile and laugh. And, and I think sometimes people lose that sentiment along the yeah. way. Yeah, no, that's super important to me. Um, I, I think it's a very underrated thing to, you know, be able to really have fun at work. And I try to remember mm -hmm. that because it's very easy to slip into kind of a grind mentality of I've got so mm -hmm. much to do and I've got so much going on because that's also true. Um, but to be able to stay in touch with sort of the wonder of all of it um, is better for my well-being and I think better for the kind of work that I produce. Fantastic. So let's zoom out a little bit um, and talk more broadly about social media and IO and maybe um, connect it to some of those themes that you're talking about as far as improving well-being and improving people's work. So we, as IO psychologists, study workplace social media. We also exist on social media and Twitter and Instagram and all the rest. What are some opportunities that you see for ways that IO psychology can do better um, either in studying social media or in existing there? It's so tough because social media is so, it feels so fractionated and each social media platform has its own kind of personality, which is something that I've had a chance to experience more um, in my role as, uh, as the IO meme queen, as I call myself sometimes. Um, and so I don't know necessarily what we could do better, except make sure that we have a presence. So mm -hmm. everyone gets to step up to the microphone in social media. And if we hang back and we're not sharing our knowledge and we're not participating, then other people are and they don't know the things that we know. Sometimes they're dead wrong. 
So I think it's important for us to have a presence on social media. Um, I know that sometimes in academia, like in my work on this account, where does it show up on my CV? No a service, I guess. I don't know. It's kind of a, a throwaway line on the, on a CV. And yet I think it may be some of my most impactful work. So mm-hmm. I think you have to engage with social media in a way that aligns well with what you like to do. So I'm, I guess I'm kind of saying two things. Definitely get involved in social media, get out there, participate, but also participate only if you want to or to the extent that it's right for you. Mm-hmm. And I guess I see both of those things as, as coexisting okay. If social media as a whole is not for you, then don't. Um, but if it is, see if you can find out ways that you can um, participate and get, get more good information out there. Um, because I think the world is sorely lacking. Uh, I wish everyone had to take an IO psychology class. It would just make the whole world of work so much better. Did I get too far afield? I feel like I kind of answered the question and kind of, kind of wandered off. That was great. That was great. And I, you know, I, 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 um, I'm glad that you framed it as a, as a balance, because I think on, on one hand, of course, we need to do better sharing the knowledge of IO psychology. On the other hand, I think a lot of people feel pressure to, you know, be present, make noise, have a smart opinion, and that can create a really chaotic environment where, you know, people are too focused on self-promotion and not focused enough on learning um, because you can't listen if you're talking, right? So mm-hmm. I, I wonder how you think about that balance too of, of um, the ways that we can learn from other people and, and benefit in that way. Yeah, I think it's a great point. Um, I definitely view social media as a bit of a conversation. And, um, you know, I get comments on my posts and sometimes they're helpful and sometimes they're, you know, crazy coming out of left field. Um, But for the most part, I appreciate when people are joining in the conversation and sharing other things with other people who may be reading those comments. Um, I also have learned from some of the comments. Some people have said some things. There was one meme that I ended up having to, I didn't really retract it, but I did at least, you know, make a comment that, oh, this knowledge of mine was outdated. I think it was Fred Oswald who corrected me. So, you know, I mean, if Fred says it's not right, then, you know, I believe him. Um, and so, you know, I had to, I had to make amends, you know, sort of correct for that. That's all well and good. To me, the thing that comes across best in social media is authenticity, which I know is a word that gets used a lot these days and gets kind of cringy. But um, but I mean it. I think the best way that you can be successful is really by um, by being kind of true to yourself and not trying to pretend to be somebody so you can be popular on social media. Um, and then that mindset, I think, helps you be open to things that you might learn and different perspectives and different ideas. So mm-hmm. I think it's a great place for conversations to be had. It's great. Yeah. So um, you mentioned very briefly, really briefly that there's um, sort of lots of separate IOSA communities on social media and they have different personalities. Uh, my sense is that 
there are some people who are newer to the field or not as connected as they want to be who don't know where to find community. Um, and as a result, they either give up on looking or they feel pressure to start their own community, um, which creates you know, more and more segmentation. So maybe we can help. Uh, where are the social media communities in IO psychology? Like where are the places that people should go if they want to find community? It's a really interesting question. I think I see the most dialogue happening on LinkedIn, which I have to be honest is my least favorite social media platform. Um, I find it to be a little performative and a little superficial. Um, people, you know, are kind of prone to posturing. If there are any comments that I get on memes that make me roll my eyes, they're usually on LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> somebody coming in and saying, no, learning styles are super important. Didn't you pay attention during the pandemic or, you know, generational differences are real or whatever, you know, <laughs> I'll, try, I'll try to be calm and not like antagonize all of your listeners. But, um, but, but I also think that that's where there are more conversations happening, more information that is relevant is, is being shared and for me, as an academic, it's super interesting to see what's going on on LinkedIn, because then I get a better sense of what's going on in the world of practice, which is very easy for me to lose touch with or not have any um, connection with. Twitter used to be a better place for that. Um, and I loved getting input from, it wasn't as much practitioners as it was other fields in academia. I also study healthcare workers. Uh, the safety and stress of healthcare workers. And so I am connected with med Twitter. And so it's interesting to see what's going on there. Um, but the algorithm has gotten really weird the past few couple months, maybe. And I'm not getting as much fresh information. And I find that I, I, I will scroll through my feed and then I'll see the same thing that I saw yesterday and then I'll stop. So hopefully they'll get to working those things out. But um, those are some good spaces. I also will say that the... Um, IO Psychology subreddit. So for people who are on reddit.com, um, that's a place where people will post questions and sometimes there will be some good dialogue. Richard, I know I've seen you, you know, weigh in there. So I know that you um, keep an eye on things there too. So um, that is, but I, my sense about that is that the people that are on there have a tendency to be more on the people analytics side. And so mm -hmm. they may be, um, more of the numbers folks in our field rather than the organizational development folks in our field. Um, but I think that's like hmm. 12 or 15,000, um, you know, members of that subreddit. So I know it's not like everybody's in people analytics. So does that answer your question in terms of like where to find community? And I think so. I think so. Um, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's funny to talk about Twitter as having communities because it isn't really there's not a place you go, right? You just have to sort of follow people or look for tags. And it's not, it's not always easy. But I think some of the other places you mentioned, it's um, the barrier to entry is a lot lower. You yeah, can just join a community, be part of it, start sharing what you know, start asking questions essentially immediately. Yeah, we, um, we have a, a, also a plug um, in, our, in the chat uh, for a IO and work psychology discord, uh, which is Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, uh, a little bit of a sister discord to ours. Um, and uh, that person also said, uh, and I quote, we people, analytics people are just loud. 
I think there's a tendency to be more tech savvy. And so the, the mm. whole like, you know, jumping onto like a discord thing or whatever is something that a lot of people um, maybe haven't experienced. Mm. Um, but the, you know, more tech savvy you are, the more likely you are to be like, oh, okay, yeah, let me check out discord um, if it's new. So, but that's a great point. Yeah, no, I like that. Um, Hopefully there's a link for whoever made that plug so that people can join that discord. That's great. Um, okay, well, Lisa, this is a great conversation. I feel like we could go on all day, but I'm just going to ask you one last question to close us out. It's a very serious one. What is your favorite meme of all time? I don't know how you answer that question. <laughs> I know you told me you don't want to answer it, and I asked you anyways. <laughs> yeah. Hang on one second. Overcome by the See, yeah, strength. you've got me all, all choked up over here. <laughs> Just the thought of, of uh, choosing Not a favorite. Choose a favorite, yeah. So I will say one that, that cracks me up every time is, I don't even know the origin of it, but it's a, it's a cartoon guy, and he's going like this, and there's like a butterfly, and it's like, you know, is this something? Sure, yeah. Um, I've got a, a, a friend, one of my co-authors on some of the meme stuff that we've done together, um, you know, for tip or teaching of psychology. And he can do, he can recreate that meme in emojis, butterfly and a hand and a question mark. And the fact that that meme template can translate to emojis that he can put into the chat kills me every time. <laughs> I love it. Um, so that's definitely one of my favorites. And I also would say that Kombucha Girl was one of the ones that I used very early on. And I still think it's funny every time. So some of them are like looking back at old memes is kind of like, you know, rediscovering old friends. Like, oh, I missed that template. That was a good template. That's <laughs> fun. Well, I remember um, when I first heard the word meme used this way. I mean, I was familiar with the kind of classical definition of you know, transmission of cultural information, but it must have been like 2004-ish when people started using it in this way. And I, I thought it was just so strange, but now I'm fully converted. So uh, <laughs> I think it's a pretty good choice. Do you have a favorite one, Richard? A favorite, a favorite meme? Oh, no, I, I don't think so. I, I was actually just thinking, though, about um, like the, the trips down memory lane. Most, most of my memories like that are related to the, like the early internet back in like the... Um, like the Badger Badger or the Hamster Dams era or like all of like very early internet. Uh, all, that's, How old are you? My old... <laughs> <laughs> you don't know Hamster Dams? Everybody knows Hamster Dams <laughs> of a certain generation. <laughs> yeah, it is funny that you can, um, you can age yourself with some yeah. of the choices. And I was told, so my, I mean, then 17 year old, but now 20 year old told me, um, not to use impact font on my memes because that was old. Ah. <laughs> did I? Did I use yes, old you font? did. Oh, no. Yeah, no, it's got oh, some no. energy going on here. I'm sorry to report. Um, oh, dear. I know, it's hard I'm, to keep up. So, I mean, I maybe I will, I will run this account until I don't have teenagers in the house anymore, and then I'm going to have to just give it up because I can't stay. <laughs> I don't have, like, the resources that I need to stay relevant. I don't know. That's yeah, the, that's when you get the the freedom to do whatever you really want. That's true. Um, <laughs> alternatively, I just turn it over to Chat GPT. What would be on version twelve by then? I mean, <laughs> it'll definitely run the account for me and probably give me a background while I'm at it. 
Here's hoping. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lisa, this is a delightful conversation. Thank you so much for joining us and for uh, playing our meme game. Uh, thank you for all you do to, to raise the visibility of our profession and hope to see you at the conference in a few weeks. I will be there. and looking forward to seeing you guys and anyone else who's watching. I'm going to be bringing some stickers, some IOPsych meme stickers. Um, so keep an eye out for that. I'll give them free to students because I don't believe in making money off of students, but I might charge professionals a little just to recoup my costs. <laughs> well, what about podcast hosts? Definitely get some for free. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Thanks again. Thank you. All right. That is it for gig number 21. Uh, remember, subscribe, click the bell, join Discord, join the email list. All of that's on the website, thegig.online. Thank you so much for watching. And we will see you uh, at our next Great IO Get Together, which will be the PSYOP Annual Conference. Uh, bye for now. Oh, the times were hard and the wages low. Leave a Johnny, leave a... I guess it's time for us to go. And it's time for us to leave her. Leave a Johnny, leave a... Oh, leave a Johnny, leave her. For the voyage is done and the winds don't blow. And it's time for us to leave her. That's it for another gig. To stay in touch, subscribe on YouTube, check out our website at thegig.online, join our LinkedIn group, sign up for our email notification list, and join our Discord. So many ways to connect. Thanks for joining us, and see you next time for another great I.O. get-together.